Okay, guys, so um, just welcome first and foremost this afternoon to uh, Justin and Ray, both of which I've known for probably about the last, I think, just over a year now, about 18 months, I think, guys, since um, first sort of met you guys. Um, so thanks first and foremost for jumping on. Honestly, it's so super appreciated. And um, I had a little sort of name for you guys that I was going to share. I mean, basically, it is the Robin Hood and Maid Marion of Nottingham when it comes to Red to Rent. More famous than those ever knew how to be in Nottingham. So, um, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on, guys, because I know you've got so much wealth of knowledge around this area. Um, so, and I know it's a Friday afternoon as well, and you're very busy in your own business with projects going on, etc. as well. So, so, so grateful for you coming on this afternoon. So if you're able to, guys, if you're able to just give us a bit of a backstory as to who you guys are and how you got into Rent to Rent to start with, that would be brilliant. Yeah, yeah thank, you. thank you. Lord. The thing is with Robin Hood, I, I'll be honest, me, I really like that name. However, Robin Hood used to rob from the rich and give to the poor, whereas we create wealth for everyone. No, Rob, Robin poor. Hood, he was a he was a he was a good guy, mate. He was the sheriff in Nottingham, yeah. everyone hated. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so managed Ray, this is Justin, and we started rent to rent and purchasing properties about was it about two years ago now? No, we, we actually first started with rent to rent two and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago we started with rent to rent. Um before that I was a maths teacher, Justin was an electrician. Mm. Um we now do property full time that includes purchasing properties as well. Yeah, but we grew up together a bit about before we got into property. We grew up together, we went to school together. That that's me and Justin, not Justin and Lloyd. Oh, yeah, me and, me and Ray. Yeah, me, me and Ray went to school together. She said for the first time she laid her eyes on me, it was just true love. So we went through school knowing each other, got together in maybe when we was 18 years old, was lived together for so long, and then was both in full-time jobs. And I was an electrician from the age of 16. I was working in London on the Olympic Stadium, um, working away. And I was, I was with Ray as I was working away, and it wasn't good working all week coming back at the weekend i know i wanted more yeah um, wishing our life away yeah, counting yeah. down till fridays and mm, it was just yeah absolutely. wasn't for you then, guys no no but but ray was teaching at the time and um i think you, you didn't mind your job too much yeah i enjoyed it i just didn't like not being able to have time off when i wanted time off yeah i think that's the main reason why we started it my dad was in hospital he was having brain surgery um, and I asked for some time off work yeah. and it was like, oh yeah, you can have this afternoon off, but you've got to plan all the lessons. I was thinking he's having brain surgery and I get half a day off work. Like, I'm not doing That's this great. anymore. Yeah. yeah and that was the turning, that point. Was the turning point. But yeah. thank you to whoever uh, wasn't allowing Ray time <laughs> off work because it's been the best thing that's ever happened. So yeah, yeah. that's so, a really good point. Actually, how do you guys actually get on working together? I know the answer to this, I think, but you know, sometimes that can be really, really testing, can't it? If you're in a relationship, you're literally spending all that time together. That must have a bit of a, a strain sometimes on the relationship, I guess, or doesn't it? Ray, do you want to answer that one? <laughs> yeah, I, do, I think with me and Justin, we are best friends. So yeah. for us, it's just like working with your best friend all day. And he does do my head in. Everyone sees from the lives. I just like want to get my stuff done and go out. And yeah. Justin will like mess about and... So now we've got our desks on two opposite sides of the room. As soon as I'm done, I go downstairs and I'll just say, stop talking to me now. I yeah. need some time on my own. And then we're all right. Just go away. 
just go Leave away. me alone. <laughs> no, it, it is hard because what you've got to think about is because our office is in our house, yeah. we wake up in the morning together, we will have breakfast together sometimes, we'll then come into the office and be together all day. Yeah. In the evening, it's like we're still in our workplace, even though we're downstairs yeah. chilling out with each other, mm. our workplace is at home, so it's like we're never escaping that work. Yeah, and yeah. What's not helped is we both went full time during lockdown. So it's mm. not like we've really been able to go out and do much yeah. stuff separately and have some time away from each other. But we're coming out of lockdown. So I'm really looking forward <laughs> to spending some time away from Ray. I'll be telling you. <laughs> uh, but I think that's why it works so well, isn't it? Your relationship, because you can both have a good laugh as well at the same time. Mm. But also your skills complement each other, I think, really, really well, don't they? Um, you, you're both very yeah. good in front of people, but you've obviously both got certain skills that work really really well within the business yeah. so so but what made you guys get into rent to rent specifically to start off with then was it just did you want to elaborate on that was it just predominantly the cash flow side of things that you thought right this is going to generate cash flow to start our journey is, how, is that how you got into it? it it was the cash flow um and prior to getting into rent to rent with ray i had two business partners um okay both separate in, in two separate companies and was looking to buy buy to lets and we just weren't in the right mindset we didn't really know much and I was the type of person who always thought I'm not going to pay for education because I can read it in a book I can look for it on Google mm. um, and of course with that mindset nothing was ever going to go for both business partners actually said to me look it's not really working out so I'm still a bit I'm not bitter about it but I think that they got Sounds rid of like me because they didn't think I was bringing enough to the plate um but it right. is what it is and yeah it is what it is but so so when them two failed I thought I want to get Ray into this and we had the chat and um her dad was ill at the time and that's when all of that stuff happened yeah. and I just said to Ray I've seen this thing on on the internet and it's um it's called rent to rent so we'll go to this one day free training and Ray was like yeah why not let's let's do it um so yeah, predominantly we wanted the cash flow and we knew that would allow us to, to quit work and do what we really wanted to do. Yeah, I think that was yeah. why we did rent to rent because it was cash flow quicker than cash flow purchasing a property. Yeah. So we know now purchasing a property, it can it's a project for us, one of them took like eight months to complete before you start getting cash flow. Whereas yeah. with rent to rent, we're able to quite quickly get two rent to rents and quit our quote more me quit my job um, and it allowed us to get the knowledge that we needed for purchasing properties so I deal mostly with the tenants and without having that experience I don't think I'd have found purchasing properties as easy because once you and we know everything about the tenants and what they want and what they're looking for um so th I think that's why we chose it as well. Yeah, and I'll be totally honest. I think me, like a lot of people, because I'd been stung by the buying properties, I was thinking, this is too odd. And then I seen rent to rent and I was thinking, this is an easy strategy. Now, I know now that's not the truth, but I thought this is an easy way for me to get in my foot in the door in property. And I haven't really got to put much money into it. So I've just seen it as the easy way out. Um but of course, as we know, rent to rent is not that easy. So. Yeah, yeah. As you guys know, it's a lot of time, isn't it? Invested and dealing face to face yeah. with tenants, which, yeah. as we've joked about before, sometimes that that can sometimes wind up certain people, can't it? But you know, you, you sometimes I think it's a great lesson, isn't it? Though that you learn from that, so when you do go forward with the property projects, you've got that great experience, haven't you? 
Um, but so just from, I think, when you guys saw me before, I think it was you, May, that went to start with, didn't you? You sort of like got out of what you were doing to start with. And then, Justin, yeah. obviously, you then sort of like were still doing the red to red bits, but then at the same time doing the day in, day out job work at the same time. Yeah, I was I was working full time Monday to Friday while I was um, while I was still doing it. Um, but I, I could have quit a lot sooner than I did. But because I was in that workers mentality, mm. um, I couldn't pull myself away from the job. I wanted to get up every morning, go to work, come back, and then work on the rent to rent. So I was in the mentality of I've got to work from the morning to the night. That's the only way I'm going to get to my outcome. Yeah, but. It, it, it was lockdown that forced me into doing it full time. Lockdown came, I couldn't go to work. And then I was just, we set up an office and was doing it from home. And I just thought, there's no point going back. So from that moment on, I never went back. Do you, think, do you think that was maybe just what habit then? You were just so used to that habit of sort of like getting up at that time and finishing work at that time that it was just breaking that habit. That was the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. from when I was 16 and I left school, I was on site um more or less straight away so it was it was just the biggest habit in my life of just getting up and going to work and being in that workers mentality so mm. taking the the jump from going from that and then to having to pay myself make sure the house is all paid for make sure me and ray have got um the the good things in life that we want um yeah it was just a hard very hard jump for me and it was scary but i got forced into it so and and, and i'm so grateful that that happened Justin mm. is still very much sometimes in the I'm a sight lad mindset. He still wears Snickers near enough every single day. That, that's work trousers, by the way. Work trousers every single I'll day. Like, just with the belt. He has the old belt on, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, the belt's always <laughs> on for the, the tools. And you've got a spanner hanging out. It's <laughs> <laughs> whatever you feel comfortable in, right, Justin? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so when you started out, then, so obviously you're still sort of like um, doing what you were doing, sort of like nine to five, Justin. So, Ray, what was? How did it all sort of start with regards to viewings and all that sort of type of stuff? Then, so obviously, if you're doing that nine to five, I guess you were doing all that sort of type of stuff to start off with, were you, Ray? All the viewings and the dealing with the tenants. Yeah, kind of. So we did use our time quite well and we spent mm -hmm. a lot of weekends doing viewings and in the evenings okay. um, I'd do them on my own and take videos. Um, but after we'd done a few, obviously Justin didn't even come and see him and he was happy with that it was going to be the right property. And then I would mm. be panicking when we picked up the keys. Like, I really hope this is as nice as I remember. And then I walked in and it was a dive. What are you doing to me? <laughs> no, but just his old job, he was self-employed. So yeah. I could always ring him up and say, can you come to this viewing at one o'clock? And he was able to come along. Yeah, but I think from from earlier, we established the roles and responsibilities yeah. just yeah. by trial and error and just by taking the action, getting the keys and doing it. So we'd go to viewings together. As soon as we'd got the keys, it was me doing them up. Although the first few, I think you was actually there putting furniture with me. Yeah. And then... Once I'd done that part, I would then hand over the keys to Ray. Mm. She would get it all ready for the tenant in, and then Ray would take it over from there. So from that's yeah, really, from early, we that's really that. good learnings, that is, I think, for anybody watching, isn't it? Because I think when when I came to see you guys in Nottingham or that that time ago, and um, you were sort of saying to me then about who was responsible for what, and I think that's so important, isn't it? From a yeah. From a time perspective as well, I guess, more than anything, isn't it? Because what's the point of you both doing the same job and 
So yeah. you're just wasting time. It's just have those clearly set sort of roles and responsibilities is crucial, isn't it, for yeah. you accelerating your success, I guess, really. Yeah, yeah, I think it is the most important thing. And we have that quite, we've formed that quite naturally with our purchasing properties as well. And mm. without that, I think we would both feel like we was working, doing the same sort of things. And it's just not, you don't get anywhere. Doing it's just that. not productive, is it? No. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be stepping on each other's toes and we'll both be doing the same thing. And then you can both miss the same thing as well because you think the other person's doing it. Mm. Then you start blaming each other. So from early, I recommend anyone who's in a business partnership, I'm not saying I blame Ray for anything, <laughs> although you do miss a lot of things. No, that's um, not true. I, re- I recommend anyone who's in a business partnership, whether it's partners like me and Ray or it's like you and, and Phil, um, get the roles and responsibilities from early. Nailed on straight nice and early. Yeah, have it written down, yeah. have super clear what you're both going to be doing, have it signed, um, a bit like a code of honour sort of thing. So, yeah, I recommend everyone yeah. do that. So, obviously, your 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 journey, for those that don't know, is really accelerated, hasn't it? On the Certainly when it's first started with the, the rent to rent. So, your journey just went from sort of just having a few to sort of a lot of rent to rents very, very quickly, didn't it? And what would you sort of attribute to that success? Would you say that... Obviously, you scaled very, very quickly. Would you say that that was a lot to do with the systems that you'd built in place to enable that? Or was it just the coaching and the mentoring that I know we've spoken about before that was responsible for that? I guess a collection of both, really. I I think the most important thing which enabled us to accelerate in our business was coaching and still is. Mm. I don't think there'll ever be a time in our life in business where we're not being coached and people think oh why do you need someone to hold you accountable when he's I can't explain it unless you have a coach but they just our coach keeps us on track and it's always outcome focused so one of the biggest outcomes for Justin and I it was for the next five years is to own a home in Cyprus we can spend four months of the year there or however many months we want and with the help of our coach it's come so much sooner like we're hoping next year we can do that so without her mm. and the whole coaching process, I don't think we'd be anywhere near where we are. No, I, I think coaching has been the most important thing to us. Before we got on coaching, we was hitting our head against a brick wall. I, and, I, and believe it or not, I highly think that if we didn't get coached, we was both on the verge of quitting. I mean, maybe we wouldn't have quit, maybe we would have, who knows, but we were both that stressed out. Um, the coaching was just like the best thing that, that ever happened to our journey. And the, the second we got on coaching, we was like, wow, like this, this stuff is so powerful. We just went from four rent to rent to 17. Um, within like the space of a year, I think. So one of the things that did help us to grow is the coaching, but also none of us had any fear. So yeah, after that. yeah we, we was going into deals where we wasn't talking ourselves out of it and we'll just go straight for it and we'll just make it work. And a lot of people, I think, think about it too much and they think what if this what if that and then they've eventually talk themselves out of it like mm-hmm. a lot of people was through lockdown most of our deals has come through lockdown mm-hmm. we purchased seven properties through lockdown when most investors are sitting back thinking oh i'm going to wait for it all to blow over whereas yeah, we wasn't yeah. like that we went straight in there and um just got the business done i think um having that low resistance like our first deal we would not have took that on now because yeah. it was like that bad 
that we were maybe well, quite naive, walked in totally blind, thinking this was like the best thing ever. Didn't really even think about what if we couldn't fill it. There no. was never yeah. any of them thoughts. It was, we're going to get this property, we're going to do it up, we're going to fill it. Mm. And without, if we didn't have that low resistance, we probably wouldn't have took that on. So God knows when we would have got our first one. And yeah, that yeah. was a hard one, but the best one, because mm, we learned so much from it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know about our lessons from our first one, and that sort of taught us never to sort of not check room sizes ever again for definite. So uh, it's true, though, isn't it? It's like experience is the best teacher ever, isn't it? As, as, as we're all told. And you're only ever going to do that once you sort of dip your toe in, in these sorts of things. When you learn things for each project, no doubt you guys are still learning now on every single project that you're, you're doing now. Yeah. Justin's yeah, nodding his head there. <laughs> I, mean, I, love, I love learning I love the lessons and I love it when when the challenges come up because you, we learn from everything yeah. yeah we learn from everything so even like before after this call like we've got we've got a tenant a, a bit of a dodgy tenant and we, and we was like okay so this is a lesson we're going to get from this next time we need to make sure we get this before they move in so every challenge that comes up we don't see it as a problem it's just something we need to overcome and learn absolutely from. absolutely so when you've gone obviously from say four properties let's say to 17 properties that's obviously a massive sort of like um you know drive from you guys but obviously as we were saying before this rent to rent can be very hands-on isn't it because effectively you're replacing the the agent so to speak aren't you really with regard to dealing with the tenants so what what did you guys do to sort of like put things in place like systems and stuff to automate processes is there anything that you can share there with us to sort of say because obviously i guess you said there you want to sort of, you know, get to a point where you're sort of moving out to four months of the year to somewhere like Cyprus. That obviously is so important, isn't it, to have those proper systems in place? Else, how are you going to be able to do that? So, how do you guys sort of tend to do? You know, what systems do you have in place to manage that amount of rent to rent? Is there like a automated system that you have in place for things? Yeah, so we use quite a few different systems for different things, but the main thing, and it's free, we use is Trello. And okay. we swear by Trello. Yeah. We have everything on there. So we have a rent-to-rent Trello board, and that's our property management board. And then we also have one for purchasers. And each one is just everything is on there. It's in one place. Everyone knows where everything is. And mm. we employed a VA that literally takes care of every single tenant issue i now spend about i'd say 10 minutes a day on rent to rent um if that it is totally hands off with just in there now yeah it wasn't to begin with because we didn't have systems in place just things like we use go cardless to collect rent payments it just yeah. means no chasing rent because it's automated it comes to you on certain dates um signing documents and stuff or obviously all electronic and the va deals with all of that key safes at every house so everyone can move in we've got a great cleaning team that know to check that there's been keys left in the room and they'll clean the rooms on literally a drop of a hat if someone's moving out moving in Perfect. we've got a great maintenance team now that the va deals with so justin used to deal with a lot of the maintenance and now he doesn't even know when there's a maintenance issue unless he was to check the Trello board because right, okay. he's really hands off. Yeah, yeah, so the VA has just changed it for us and VAs are so cheap, but they're so good. And 
yeah, I mean that that is the that was a big turning point to make it hands off for us. Mm. Um, just for example, how, for me, how, how how did you find that as well though? Because obviously, I guess you were so used to being in that sort of working all day sort of mindset, Justin. Like you said, I guess it was quite difficult to give up that control. I guess that's what I find at the moment. I'm at that point where it's like. Oh, I don't really want to give that to somebody else to sort of do just in case they cock it up. Like, but mm. ultimately, I guess at some point there's a level where you have to give up that control, don't you, to other people? Yeah. My yeah, my advice is because I'm very controlling and mm. think that my way is the best way, and I'm used to doing it this way, so that's how it's got to be done. But because I trained the VA, and like you would train the VA, Lloyd, it's yeah. done your way. Yeah, um, yeah. I just recorded everything I was doing every day because I was putting properties on spare room. So I just videoed myself doing it. Then they mm. know how to do it. Messaging yeah. tenants. And I just made systems for everything. We have a Google Drive. We share everything. She's got me on WhatsApp. And then it allowed me my time back to do what I want with it, but also help Justin with purchasing properties. And yeah. we have now there's both of us on it. We've got come through them a lot quicker haven't we rather than me just leaving stuff to you with purchasing which yeah. is unfair yeah yeah 100 but the thing is that from the start we didn't want to get these systems in place in my opinion mm. um due to the cash flow so like yeah. with the maintenance um i was like i can do that that's literally going to take me 20, 20 minutes or i can get another electrician i was going to charge us 150 pound when i can do it for free However, yeah. that's not sustainable if you want to be growing. So when we did build up a cash flow big enough, that's when we was like, okay, let's get a VA, let's get the maintenance on, on everything, let's get these systems in place. Um, but I suppose that sort of held us back at the start. You need these from the start. So even though it is going to be eaten out of your cash flow, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be done for if you want to scale as quickly as, as you want to go. Yeah. Um, I think so it's... Yeah, it's- it's really interesting because at, at some point I think that's sort of like happened to me probably about four or five months ago is where you think actually your time you you, you don't put a price on your, your own time do you you overlook the price of your own time when you start and I think it was about two months ago we had some tenants move out of a property and um, the decision was made right we're going to go over it and we'll paint that we'll paint that um, room that that person's moved out of. It was actually me that went over and I sort of paint, I started to paint this particular one wall. I was there for half an hour and thought, what am I doing? What yeah. am I doing? It would have took me best part of probably four or five hours to paint this wall. And then I just thought, this is absolutely crazy. Ended up driving home, just made a phone call to the painter who was just then able to go in on the Sunday, actually. I was there on the Saturday trading off that time that I'd probably be at home spending with my family just to go and paint the room. Got the painter. They actually went down on Sunday and were done by, I think they went in at about nine o'clock, were done by about 11. And it's it's because I've actually just realised that your time is so important. A, you want to be spending it with your family. You want the freedom that time brings you, don't you, to spend with the people you love. Um, But also it was the cost. I thought, well, you know, it's going to cost me 120 quid if, if I get a painter in. But... Exactly that. What's the trade-off? You know, it's the trade-off between your own time, isn't it, and the cost of things. Yeah. I, um, I think we often, when I say we, I mean me, I forgot, and I know Justin's done this, that we forgot why we got into it in the first place. Mm. We got into it for freedom, 
to not have to tell someone so we could leave the office to get our time back. But then, like you say, we've done that in the past, been like, oh, it saves money, we'll go. But then we're doing the one thing we didn't want to do. We're giving yeah, our yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, we want to do that, have freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, that's... I think there's two factors to it. There is the point of um, you don't want to do it because of why you got into it. So mm. obviously you want time off with your family, maybe you want to do a bit of traveling or just do what you want to do. But the other side to it is you need to be also doing, depending on how quick you want to get to your outcome, income generating tasks. So even though this is going to take you 120 pound, going to cost yeah. you 120 pounds to get a painter in, you're actually losing more than 120 pound by not doing it because Absolutely. you're going to be earning more money by doing different tasks, which is going to bring in the cash flow. Yeah, that, that painting is, is just one example, thinking about it, actually. Another example to sort of like share here whilst we're on this, this video is, I, re I always remember when we first sort of started, we were sort of like driving back and forth, back and forth, places like Ikea, ourselves, and we wanted all the furniture to match. So if you weren't at Ikea by a certain time, the range that you were after was gone anyway. And I think on our first rent to rent, we actually drove to the Birmingham ikea probably four times in a week just to get a chest of drawers to match the wardrobes and the other bits the, the, the crazy thing about that was i then found somebody who could actually do it all for me who's a, just a friend of ours he was prepared to drive to the ikea to collect it for us take it to the, the actual accommodation and build it for us and that was for about 100 quid so i would i'd probably wasted four days going back and forth, back and forth to Birmingham, when I had this one guy who could just do that all for you, whilst you're right, just, you could just crack on and do the income-generating tasks in that four days that you would have been on the road picking up furniture yeah. and building the damn stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm a strong believer in you've got to do that. In my yeah. opinion, you don't know from the start what you can make hands off. And it's so good from the start to actually get stuck in, do the work, because mm. then you until you do the work, you don't know what you need to make hands off for you. So yeah. you get stuck in, you save some money, and then you, you know all about what needs doing. And then you can say, right, now I've done one rent to rent. I know I don't want to put furniture up. Let's find someone who can do that. Um, so I think it's essential that you do do some of yeah. the stuff. I yeah. think it's important for us. It was important to do it from the start and manage the tenants from the start, because if you do want to make that hands off, You've got to know what you was doing in the first place to mm. make sure someone's doing it correctly. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. going on site and checking everything and we had to do that because it was just spotting things that we was like, well, no, because if we did it, that wouldn't be there. And you, you've mm. got to do it sometimes, haven't you? Do, do you think that, that obviously with what you guys are doing now as well with the developments and the HMO projects and all the rest of it, do you think that that's been a great learning curve doing the rent rent? Because obviously... I guess when you effectively have a managing agent, say, for instance, managing your properties, I guess you're going to know better than anybody whether or not they're taking the mic or not with regards to filling the rooms. Are they doing absolutely everything to make sure that your property is cash flowing as best as possible? Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100% well, it's helped. Yeah, in, in every aspect. So just by knowing what the tenant wants, knowing what tenants need, knowing mm. what size, even small stuff like what size does a tenant prefer to have the bedroom to ensuite ratio? Like, would they rather a bigger ensuite and a smaller room or the other way around? So, and also on the management things, yeah, you need to know now we've self-managed over a hundred tenants. It's like, we know exactly what we need from an, from an agent. 
But I will also be honest, I still think the tenant finding side of things, Ray will never <laughs> let they won't, go of. They won't let me let go of it because I'm just so good at it. Like. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know, if you could do it yourself, then why would you pay an agent to do it? I mean, what is the going rate for a tenant finding fee? I think you said to me, the it's about 100, 150 quid, isn't it, that an agency would typically tend to charge you? If you're actually, so you pass over the property, let's say your HMO to a managing agent, typically what would they be charging? 10, 15% to manage that property? Yeah, I think as well, some managing agents in Nottingham, I rung a few of them and it was £350 plus that to find mm. one tenant, which for a lot of people, it's nearly a full month's worth of rent gone. Yeah. So if the people have signed a six month contract, you're only getting any rent for five months because you've lost that first month as well i think we'll definitely get to the point where especially our owned properties will be handed over to a managing agent yeah, to yeah. manage them would you would you have somebody rent, internally that you're actually got like physically on your book so to speak or someone in your team managing it? not an outs you know not an agency as such but somebody specifically within your team that you probably target um, to fill your rooms and stuff yeah, I think that's the only way we could pass over to a, a letting agent because there's certain things that we do that I know letting agents don't do. I know if we've got a tenant that wants to view a room, we need to make sure the house has been cleaned that day. So yeah. would a letting agent arrange the cleaners to go that day? No. Would they go and put candles on? Would they make sure the room was clean? So I think just little things like that is why it's got to be internal so we've got standards and we want them to yeah. not slip yeah and i think you said about it before as well it's like i think just for anybody listening to this it's like things that i think sometimes get so overlooked that are so important like i think you said to me once before justin about like photos and you just yeah. think for instance that photos everyone will just pure will surely to god try and present their property in the best light possible through good photos but then specifically, just I'm thinking here, how you're different to sort of like, for instance, the agents. You look at some photos, don't you, sometimes? You just think, how do you even think for a second anyone's going to even want to live in that room? Yeah. yeah. I saw one. It was a video on Facebook by a big letting agency saying, this is a room we've got coming to the market for September 2021, whenever it was. And it was a video of this room and the bed wasn't even made. The duvet was pulled back. There was just shit everywhere. And I was thinking, how is this to advertise a property for somebody to live in? It looked disgusting. And yeah. that's somebody that a landlord's paying. Yeah, yeah. It's not, that's a really good point. It's not even just a private landlord, is it? He's physically paying for someone to present that in the best light possible, which is like mind-blowing, really, that they're paying for that service. Um, so what next for you guys then? So obviously... I guess the cash flow from the rent to rent has been a great sort of like stepping stone on the property ladder into now what you want to get into, which is, I guess, what you're obviously doing bigger and bet better and, and sort of more profitable projects. So did you want to explain what you guys are sort of doing at the moment? Yeah, so we are now purchasing um, normal residential properties and turn them, turn, turning them into HMOs. Um, so we've got um, a six bed that's just completed the refurb fully tenanted we've got a six bed which is um, 
uh, near the end of completion of yeah, a refurb. It should be next week. Yeah, we've got an eight bed, which is mid refurb. It's just been plasterboarded. Um, we've got HMOs we've brought, which are um, existing HMOs in Article 4. Um, we've got a few of them going through at the minute. We've got two deals in Derby, which we're completing on uh, in the next probably two weeks on one of them, or maybe a few months, maybe eight weeks on, on the other one. So I think for this year, the focus is around building the purchasers, the HMO purchase portfolio, yeah. which would in the long run replace the rent to rent income. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say that to you. I was going to ask you that just, I was going to say, will there ever be a point when you just sort of physically turn the tap off with regard to rent to rent? Will it be when that income has been replaced by the assets that you're building? Yeah, so yeah. there is that. However, yeah. what we are trying to do at the minute and for anyone who's in rent to rent, I think this is this is a great strategy to do. Offer to buy the rent to rents that you've currently got. So we're trying to buy our rent to rent portfolio. So we're going to be approaching the landlords. Um, they've had such a good service from us. They're not going to want us to hand it back. So they've got a pain and that pain mm. is we could potentially hand it back. So what we're going to say is, okay, we can extend the contract for maybe three to five years, but at the end of that, we do want an option to purchase or we can purchase now a, a, a cash price, but obviously it's got to be discounted because it's cash. Yeah. Um, but we are going to do that. So yeah, our main aim is now to, to be purchasing them and maybe some lease options and stuff this year. And then and buy to lets. Yeah, buy to lets. I, mean, I think people under underrate buy to lets and we they can be good cash flowing properties. And for us, I'd love to be able to give a family such a lovely home mm. because we've seen some terrible buy to lets, and it would be so nice just to see a family live in that for years and years. Yeah, so that's yeah. something we get into as well, which is more hands-off, mm. which aligns with our outcome of spending a lot of time in Cyprus. Which I, which I guess you could probably just hand over to sort of like supported living and those sorts of type organizations, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's so many options. Yeah, no, definitely on the lease option side, I, I think we spoke about this, but it's, it's a really good point because, you know, obviously at some point with a rent to rent, you're going to have to hand the keys back, aren't you, after three years or five years. And unless you're putting back in at the top to replace what you're going to lose, if you lose it after three or five years, is that business model sustainable? I guess probably not because you're always having to replace what you lose, aren't you? But yeah, I guess even if you're just asking the question of people, what is your intention after the three to five years? We had it with one actually recently where it was a landlord who was, um, he was about 70 odd years of age. And, and we just physically asked him the question, you know, what are you intending to do with this property at the end of this three to five years that we were negotiating? And he said, well, we'll probably be looking to sell it. So he would have been close on 80 um, with no reassurance then at that point in time of having somebody come to his door to talk to him. So we, we spoke to him about it on a lease option front. He didn't go with it, unfortunately, but it has sort of changed my mindset definitely as to, to probably lead him with a lease option on most rent to rents that you're negotiating. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And for us, looking back, we'd have done the same. We should yeah. have. We should have yeah. tried to go for it. Yeah. But I we just was very uneducated in lease options. So when you feel confused about something you're not going to put it forward you tend to shy away from it don't you it's it's yeah yeah, it's, yeah that confidence isn't it that uh, you're sort of talking about but i'm so so grateful guys honestly for you jumping on today um 
we'll yeah. we'll wrap it up there. But if if anybody wants to get in touch with you guys with regards to rent experience and knowledge and all that sort of type of stuff, how can people get hold of you guys? Obviously, you're big on social media as well, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Do you want my mobile number? <laughs> Don't what, give me your mobile that? number. The <laughs> yeah find us on facebook i am really bad i don't use facebook at all justin's the leader on facebook so he's He's always on it absolutely i love a live so yeah justin in gray on facebook uh give me an ad if you and and reach out if you've got any questions or anything like that and you're looking to get into property or you're currently in property and you're looking to make that next move um yeah just give me an ad and, and drop me a message Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, You guys have been so super, super helpful to me, especially since I sort of started off. So, you know, thank you so, so much for that. So enjoy the rest of uh, the bank holiday, guys. And uh, we'll wrap it up there. But uh, thanks ever so much again. And we'll um, we'll speak soon. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Lloyd. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye Bye now.